This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Jeff Ash uh, joining us. Uh, we're talking this morning. This will air a little past 4 o'clock in the afternoon, of course, uh, on KWLM. But you can catch it, uh, you know, after we record it at kwlm.com on the actual podcast uh, through our website or wherever you may get your podcast, whether it's Apple or what have you. We're on all of those as well. And uh, Lefty, what's going on? Uh, you've got some amateur baseball you're going to watch this weekend. What's up? Yeah. Uh, they do have a couple games this weekend. Tonight they play, and this would be the Rockets I'm talking about, but yep. they play in Marshall. And then Sunday, I think they're at home. I'm not exactly sure who they play. I kind of wish they weren't playing. <laughs> <laughs> not that I have to go to the game, but I usually always try to go to the game, but that is kind of a nice lake day for the 4th of July weekend. This Indeed. Is kind of kind of the one big weekend where we usually go to, the, to Norway Lake. Shout out to uh, the uh, brother and sister-in-law, brother-in-law and sister-in-law that let us shack up there for a few days, all the family, so it's kind of fun. All the kids come, too. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, they have a couple games. They had a little rough tournament last weekend in Rosen. Have you ever been to Rosen, Todd? Yeah, I have, yes. You have? Yes, I have. I've, I went to, I saw a ball game. You know, I've, I've just driven around the countryside before and had taken a, a ball game or two once in a while before I was, you know, married and stuff, but I was just n- nothing else mm-hmm. to do, you know. So, yeah, I've been there. It's, it's I like that ballpark. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. They have grass, grass uh, baselines. So they used to they used to just have a skin infield back when I played on it, which obviously is a lot of years ago. But they just had a skin infield. Yep. But now they put grass in it, but they have the baselines are grass, and I'm kind of I know they do that in some youth fields and stuff, but I just something about the naturalist in me, I just don't like that look at all. I, I didn't so, remember that. I didn't remember that part of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, well, it used to be skin, so it was all agar line, but then they changed it. But I can honestly say that that is got to be about the highlight of their days down there is having a town team game because yes uh there was a lot of people there hooting and hollering and drinking and and uh ringing bells and they had all kinds of things going on i got to give them a lot of credit though i mean it's making the best of living way the heck out there so uh from that aspect i'm i'm complaining about having to you know show up five minutes from my house for a game and on a sunday you know but they would They'd be lined up and waiting for the three dollar bush lights. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, but that's part of the fun of uh, men's is. men's baseball league, right? Is you go and watch, you can have some oh, beers. Right. You can't go to a Legion game and crack open a cold one. You know, they're they're not necessarily appreciative of that in that setting. But the men's amateur games, you know, that's what it's all about: is bringing the community out on a on a Wednesday, a Friday, a Sunday, whatever the game. Happen to be scheduled or a tournament a whole weekend and uh, having people enjoy watching it. That's why the game has been so strong in our state. You know, there's plenty of states in the country. They don't offer men's amateur baseball. And and we have teams in almost every small town you can name. So it's uh, I'm glad uh, and we're lucky to have such a, uh, a strong um, amateur baseball uh, in the state of Minnesota. It is, and it's from young to old i mean there's there's guys my age that are still out there 
putting the uniform on, you know, whether they should or shouldn't, but it's just in their blood or it's in their community. And um, I've always envied, you know, like, well, parts of the Stern County, <laughs> parts of what, what they have up there and just the attraction and the following that they get. I, I remember games. We didn't play Stearns County very often. Just yep. We would go west and south and things like that. So, But sometimes when we'd get to the state tournament, then we'd play like a St. Martin or Lake Henry or one of those teams, you know, and, geez, they would come in a dang blue bus and they would sit on top of the bus in the outfield and <laughs> hoop and holler. And, yeah, it was, so you're kind of like, boy, that would be fun to play in front of, every, you know, that, to have that kind of a following. And we had a great following, too. It's not that, but it was nothing like, like this. So. Yeah. Yeah, you would kind of get an education on just how big of a deal it was to them. And, you know, you go up there and it's the same names up and down the lineup. You're like, how many generations of leasers and buyers and, you know, all these names up here can you possibly have on these teams? But it it keeps it going and it does never, never really seems to die off. I do think this generation is different. And I know that sounds like an old guy talking, but, um, it's just as far as like we never used to miss games like you would really get frowned on which probably contributed to some of our success too you know we were all committed we showed up we knew who was going to play where things like that but now you know guys are at the freaking valley fair and they're going to the lake and they're you know i'm going to a music festival this or that it doesn't take that much for them to have an excuse to miss a game and you know i think that's just the way it is and it's a whole different like managerial style that you have to have with it because if you try to force it, they're gonna they're gonna probably not pick baseball, unfortunately, just because there's so many different things now that that they do. I, I agree. It it has really changed. That's society as a whole. It's not just mm-hmm. you know showing up for baseball games that uh, people are are skipping oh, out on. It's it's a lot of things. Work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I mean, uh, enjoy your time when you get an opportunity to, but, uh, there, you know, you got to have a commitment to your team members. So I think if you look at it more about, well, I'm part of a team, so I need to keep that in mind on what's best for the team rather than what's best for myself. And, uh, that doesn't always go that way. Sometimes it seems in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And it's always it's been interesting for me kind of looking from the outside, having been on the inside, having, having gone through being the young guy and what that felt like, you know, looking at like, geez, I'm better than these guys. You know, I can play in front of this guy that, that, you know, that that's your mentality. That's what you think, of course, Yeah. as you're sitting there, you're like, and, but then also kind of understanding, well, this is what I have to do in order to play and, you know, have a little bit of respect for the veterans at that time. Then as you play, then you kind of turn, the table and become the veteran and you're kind of looking back at these young bucks that are playing college baseball and they come in all full of piss and vinegar and yep. they're like wow well, i want to pitch and hit you know i mean that's i want to play all the time you know and you're kind of like well we got a pretty good thing going here where do you think you're going to play as far as like you know how do you just show up and and of course there was always a spot here and there for the top guys i mean you always make room for that but yep, yep. but it's still a real balancing act as far as I think having a feel for when is it time for you to step aside a little bit to understand what that is. How do you blend these guys in? How do you make it be that it's attractive for them with the things we just mentioned to want to still show up, to want to, you know, be good teammates, to stand there and put in their time too. But then, you know, you always have that, when does it kind of start switching over? And, And that's always a hard one. It's really hard when you're that guy still holding on to and, 
you don't want to give it up, especially if you're still producing. And, you know, you look at the young guy and say, well, I'm still producing better than you. But then you could also say, well, you know, what was it like for you, you know, 15 years ago, you know, too. So I don't know. It's kind of fun just looking because I have a young guy that's trying to figure it out yet. I've been the old guy. I've, you know, been all of them, too. So and just, you know, from the managing and coaching side, too, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, and then you mix in all these different personalities. And like, and like we said, the way it's kind of changed to kind of be like, I'll show up when I can, and I better be, you know, I better play when I get there, right? Yeah, you know, like I'm right. going to play, right? That's right. Like, well, I haven't, I haven't seen you for two weeks, but yeah, sure. Why don't you start tonight? You know. Like, <laughs> hey. So, but 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 you still gotta, you're still trying to cater to them a little bit too because you need guys, you know. So it's a hard, kind of a whole hard dynamic. It is in amateur ball, especially when your town only has the one team. So sometimes guys wind up going to other towns and playing against their hometown team. That's that's all part of it, yep. too, because there is only so many spots. Uh, some teams have so many guys that want to play, they form a second team. Like, I think Cold Spring has, has two teams yep. like that. So, uh, you know, it's kind of how it is, and, and it's veterans and young guys trying to figure it out, and oftentimes the guy who's the manager of the town team, he, he doesn't want to have to tell a young guy he can't play ball. That would be a, a tough right. thing. Uh, there's probably some hard conversations that go on with your you know, late 30s guys about, you know, how would you feel about giving a spot to a younger guy a little more? Still be part of the team, but, uh, you know, maybe ride the bench a little more so we can keep these young guys going and, and keep the team you know, with some youth movement uh, in it entirely. Those are tough conversations to have. Yeah, and then the other side of it, too, is, you know, these, these uh, as you get older, obviously, family doesn't get in the way, but it becomes a priority. So, yep, yep. you know, the difference there is, you know, these, these young bucks, they're all footloose and fancy-free, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on the boat this weekend, I'm going to play in a golf tournament this weekend, I'm going to do whatever I want, you know, and then, a little bit older guys, they get married, they start having kids, then you have those obligations too, and, and it kind of tears you both ways for that. I know, you know, I used to say that too. It was pretty easy for me. I would just show up, uh, work, grab a sandwich, go to the game, you know, and Carrie's left taking care of the kids and hauling kids around and getting them to the game, which, of course, I loved it when they were there, but I, all I all I did was, you know, the fun part of it, it seemed like. And, and it was a commitment too, but, you know, there's different commitments in life that we have. So I just, you know, they're all at a different stage in their lives and, and their journey and stuff too. And however we got on the subject, it's kind of, it is kind of a, like I said, a dynamic that's out there and that you have to yep. manage because where else do you have a team where you can have 16 and 17 year olds and have 40 year olds, you know, I right. mean, where else would you ever have that? You wouldn't. And then you think, and you think it's different. Yeah. You guys are all, you know, you're coaching the JV or the varsity. It's like, okay, up. Yep, you guys just got your license. Oh, you got prom. You got a girlfriend. Like, I can figure this all out. Yeah. You know, you guys are all the same as me. I remember being 16. But then you're like, okay, the manager probably doesn't remember being 17, 18, 19, 20 anymore. You know, if you're <laughs> 50, 60, and you're, you know, you're a little bit more at that part. And the, but then you look at all these guys and like, yep, I get it. Why you want to play? You've shown up every day of your career, and you know. But how do we how do we keep this going? And what's our what's the succession plan, you know, and, and how does that look and stuff too? And it's just really, it's showing respect for the guys that have done it, been there and built it. And then how do you, and it's probably just like a, a major league organization too, but you know, they're all the same when it comes to that, you know, they're all from the same cloth and everything. Whereas everybody here, 
there's guys working and punching the clock and <clears throat> running their own business and having the, you know their kids and family and who knows what they're going through in their lives and stuff too you know versus like a high school team and a college team i'm like yeah we can kind of figure this out not that you don't have stuff but yeah it seems like the stuff you have when you're in that time frame it seems a little more like you're like come on you know you can figure this out you're young or whatever yeah. but but yeah, it gets a little harder as you get older, and then just trying to blend that all in. So, but it's still, it's still kind of fun to see it all come together. You mentioned cowbells in Rosen. That was one of the things I hated most. We, I, I was pitching for Edina, and we went to Minnetonka and uh, played a big game. And oh, the cowbells! I mean, I, <laughs> my my ears are ringing by the end, by the end of the game, you know. And I was pitching uh, in this game, so then I'm hearing just a. A ton of flack from from their fan base too. Now, oh, yeah. now I was a bench jockey myself, and you know you expect that from players, so that doesn't bother you. But sometimes you'll get a fan that has a certain voice or a certain way to say something, uh, and I always kind of had rabbit ears anyway. It it kind of tended yep. to, tended to motivate me once in a while. I would hear somebody say something I didn't like, and then I'd you know pick up a mile or two an hour on my fastball. Um, but uh, yep. You know, the cowbells are one thing that drove me completely out of my tree. <laughs> yes, that's funny. It's funny you say that because Rosen had one of those guys, you know, yeah. one that I think he had, I don't know that he left the park all, all weekend um, <laughs> or the or the beer hut there. So so he was, you know, he it'd, it'd be like everybody was kind of talking amongst himself, and then he'd be like, he's got nothing, he's got <laughs> right. nothing, you know, and, and we weren't even playing Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yep, yep. Uh, so it was like, and yeah, I mean, Brooksy happened to be on the mound too, so I was like, oh boy. Yeah, you know, I was hoping the same thing that there it would motivate go. him. But, yeah, but yeah, they you, they have Turkey Tom. If you've ever heard of him up in Regal too, he sits right behind home plate and he just has that voice that you're like, uh, and then you know, it, it's kind of annoying, but then it becomes almost iconic at the same yes. time. You know, you're like, yes. okay, now I kind of look forward to it. It's yeah. Like I get what this is. What's he going to say you know, next? Then it becomes kind of funny. Some of the things they say. Yeah. If if that's just their shtick, yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. If it's just that you got bombed and you've never played before and now you're just spouting off back there yeah. when you really should just get punched in the head, <laughs> that, that part is, you know, kind of like, you know, there's no filter to it or whatever. If the guy just kind of chirps the whole time as opposed to, okay, I'm going to drink six beers here and now I'm going to watch the game for five minutes and I'm going to start chirping, you know, and I have zero investment, that, that's kind of a hard one to swallow. But <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody paid their money and they're invested in the game and they've been there, done that. Yeah, let, yeah, have, let at it. It. have at it. Have at it. I remember yeah. I, I drilled a guy with a pitch one time, pretty good, <laughs> accidentally. Not that every guy I hit was accidental. They weren't. Uh, but this particular guy was, and uh, his wife or somebody stood up, must have been, behind the backstop and, and uh, uh, started to yell stuff at me. You did that intentionally and all this. And, and honestly, it kind of distracted me a little bit. I hadn't had anybody's <laughs> wife yell at me. <laughs> during the course of a game so so the that threw me off again and then when I was pitching in in legion ball I hit a kid and uh he throws the bat down and he calls me an SOB so then after the game I just kind of laughed you know after the game I see my mom and she comes up to me and she says you should hit him again (laughs) so I I said mom he wasn't really you know, calling you a bad name. He just was, that's the first thing he could think of uh, to yell at me after I drilled him with a pitch. So she thought, yeah, we've well. Had, we, we've had some 
some run-ins with wives before. And the women of the women of Milroy, I would definitely call out for that. They used to be worse than the guys. We couldn't stand the guys either, but uh, and I, not that anybody was a huge fan of ours. I'm not saying that, but um, they were a different level. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting when they start chirping at you. You're like, what the heck is what is this down yeah, here? Yeah, what, what have I done now? I, I ticked off somebody's <laughs> wife. I'm really in trouble. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I've, have you had a chance to watch the Twins at all lately? Uh, not a ton. I feel like yeah, when you ask that, I don't do a very good job of it. But well, I haven't well. watched them a ton. But things haven't been going that well. As I mean, I catch catch them, and then I more of a minus probably on social media than actually watching them live. But sure. No, I haven't been a ton. Well, they haven't been worth watching. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they they're sub five hundred. And still tied for yeah. first place. Yeah, can't hit. So I, I do happen to have up, I brought up Carlos Correa's numbers. And uh, he's having career low across the board. Hopefully that'll pick up. Batting average, on base, slugging, OPS, obviously, OPS plus. Everything is career low uh, to this point. But he leads the major leagues at this point in one category, grounding into double plays. Oh, so boy. that's not the one you want to lead in that you've tw- 14 times already this year. He's grounded into a double play. His career high is 18 last year with the Twins. So I wonder why it was when he comes to the Twins, all of a sudden his offense goes south and he starts grounded into double plays uh, left and right. I think it's harder to be a leader when you're not playing well, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so too. I know I've said that before too, kind of like when you know that you're doing your job then it's easier to challenge everybody else. But when you start challenging teammates and they're looking at you like, really? I'm supposed to listen to you? Now, yeah. granted, he's got some cred. But it's still when you're, you know, what have you done for me lately, kind of a world. So it's kind of like you look at him like, yeah, uh, with the amount of money. And I don't know if, you know, you kind of wonder. It's easy for us to talk smart about their money. And, yeah, yeah. You know, what? But, you know, do those guys look at each other too? Like, I'm sitting here busting my butt and you're telling me what to do, and you're getting paid all this money to hit this and do that and not do this, I should say. Yeah, it's it's another dynamic there. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, hey, uh, any golf plans uh, at all coming up? Yeah, we have the Doug Holkren Memorial. So Speed um, over there at Hawk, it was his best buddy died of cancer. I don't know. Mm. It's double figures years that we've been doing this now. Oh, great. So it's kind of crazy all the work he puts into it because those things a lot of times kind of, lose their luster after a number of years, you know, that they move mm. on to the next memorial or whatever. And well, volunteers get tired. And, yeah, and it's, yeah, and he does a lot of it just himself. Yep. So yep. Yep. Uh, it's a big, big compliment to him that he keeps it going. And um, But it's a big fundraiser for, like, our course as far good. as, like, improvements good. and things good. like that. So, yeah, that's good. so we do that with the same crew every year, and yeah. that's what we'll be doing. And then we then never then... really talk about we never really talked about our tournament last weekend, Todd, but we probably don't There's have a reason. to do it all. There's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was highs and lows, but it, it was a great tournament. I do want to give Snow credit. It was yeah, it was a, a perfect fun, tournament. Well run, and no doubt. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. They really improved that over the years. It was lows and lows for me. There wasn't many highs <laughs> last weekend for me. Hey, well, we'll look forward to seeing it. At one point, I, I know. You're tied at one point, I, it, that's that's because I played uh, bad. So it's weird when you get into that last flight when you were all playing. Yeah, I've been there. I played poorly, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm on the lead. So it's not like I had confidence. Oh, I'm on the lead because I played good. No, I played like crud, 
And that's the only reason it's I played so poorly. I missed right. the second cut. So I didn't have any confidence going into Sunday, and it showed. Uh, so, hey, we'll okay. look forward to the Pro-Am coming up on Thursday. We'll see you out yeah. there. Okay, sounds good, Todd. Happy for Yep, you too. Uh, Jeff Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.